you have found the podcast of Tressler Mennonite Church. Each week, we replay the sermon from our Sunday morning service so that anyone who may have missed the sermon can catch it later. This sermon was from March 13, 2022. The opening scripture was read by Andrew Sharp. The sermon text was Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 26. For to me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. As we continue our our study in Philippians, just kind of backing up a little bit, I believe that Jeremy's passage last week does, obviously it leads into it, it's right before what we're sharing here, but just to kind of refresh our memories a little bit, um, Paul was rejoicing that the gospel was being spread. Um, his life was, was a testament to that. His life was evidence of that. It was, and Jeremy hit on the fact last week, that it was evident for those around that Paul cared deeply about the gospel of Christ. He was committed to it. He could tell that people could tell by watching him and seeing in the way that he lived his life that this is something that he valued. And that was attractive to them as they would witness and see him making sacrifices for the gospel. Um, but Paul is rejoicing that the gospel was being spread in spite of his imprisonment, in spite of the afflictions and the persecutions that he has been enduring, in spite of even some that are preaching the gospel with selfish ambitions. He is, he's excited that the gospel is going out, and he has just that view in mind, in, in spite of the different things that he is facing in um, verse, the second part of, of verse 20 there in chapter 1 uh, that we looked at last week where we left off. It says, With all boldness, Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. And so he says, no matter what, I'm going to continue to boldly proclaim Christ, that Christ will be exalted in his life. The gospel was important to Paul. He was would sacrifice whatever it took to make the gospel so that Christ could be presented clearly. He would do whatever it took. If it meant if he was in prisons, he was going to do all that he could to be a witness for Christ. If, it was, if he was free, if he was whatever it was, even death, he was going to continue to exalt Christ. And so now we look at this passage that Andrew's read from here for us. Um, and that is a good title, Andrew. You know, Paul's trying to decide here if he wants to live or if he wants to die. Um, but we get some insight into Paul, into to his thoughts, and um, just a, a beautiful passage of Scripture here. It's only five verses, but just some beautiful thoughts, some thoughts that we know and we, we hear and we recognize, but I, I think it was a challenge for me to think about and to examine my own life in light of this, of this passage. So um, verse 21 says, For to me, living means living for Christ and dying Dying is even better. Um, sometimes we, that's the NLT, 
sometimes the we hear that a little bit different. Um, the New American Standard says that for to me to live as Christ and to die is is gain. A the term there, the gain is a is a business term and it represents a profit. Like there is an exchange that's coming out of that. Like his death, there's going to be a profit that comes from that. Um, and I'll teach you. It's it's even better. Like his death is even better. Is he saying? Um, so for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Matthew chapter sixteen and um, Matthew records Jesus' words. Verses 24 to 26, I was reminded of these as I, as I thought about that. The prophet, um, you know, in, in exchange, the, the gain. But in verse, verse 24 of, of Matthew chapter 16, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what? Will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Jesus was reminding them as well there that in pursuing him, there's way more value than the things that we pursue here in life. And, and what would we exchange for that in, in terms of the things that we begin to, to chase after here in this life? And Jesus is calling them to deny themselves and to pursue and to follow after him. And Paul is living that out in his life. As he is imprisoned, he's not sure what his future holds. Um, and he is sharing here with this Philippian church, these people that he loves, he longs to be with, he wants to come back to them. And we'll, we'll, we'll hear kind of this tension that is taking place in his life. He's trying to decide, like, what is better? But through it all, no matter what comes, he says, Christ is what's going to be exalted. So if I live, I want to continue to exalt Christ. And if I die, I'm going to be in the presence of Christ. And you kind of hear this battle that's going on inside of his mind, this tension that's taking place. And he's kind of working through that in this letter to the Philippians as to, to what he wants. He longs to be with Christ. He knows that that is, like, that, would be a pro- like, that is going to be better for him to be in the presence of Christ. So he, he sees his death as, as something better for him but he also is looking at it through the eyes of the knowledge that he has and the, the gifts that he has been given, the way that God has been using him to spread the gospel. He knows that if he continues to live, he will continue to promote Christ. One author put it that if living is Christ, then death is gain. If living is Christ, kind of struck me, it's just a little bit different way of saying it. If, if living is Christ, if my life is about promoting Christ, then death takes on a whole new meaning um, because it, it is gain. And, I, and as I stop and think about it, and we'll continue to, to bring this thought back. As I pursue Christ, death takes on a whole new meaning. As I pursue the things that I want to pursue in my life that can even be good, death becomes almost an end. Death becomes something that we've got to absolutely avoid and do all that we can. But here we, we look in and we see that Paul is getting a glimpse, and Paul understands and he knows that, that it is actually better. Man, how many of us can say that we're at that point? I, don't, I know that I cannot. I cannot say at this point that, like, for me, like, that I would be excited. And, and it speaks to my 
commitment and my love to Christ. That's the sad part about it. It doesn't mean that I'm worried or scared or fearful. But Paul was so in love with Christ and he was so committed to what Christ was doing and what Christ was about that he just longed to be with him. And so whether he was alive or whether his imprisonment would lead to his death, which eventually, I mean, it's, it's believed that he lived, he, he was released and then eventually he was imprisoned again and was finally executed. He does, that is the, the end that he faces. But he, no matter what he has, the days that he has left, he's going to do, use those days to promote Christ. So if living is Christ, which it was for, for Paul, then death is gain. Back to our, our passage here, I left you off, we got into verse, verse 1. For to me, living means for Christ and dying is even better, but if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. He's struggling, like, I want to continue to do what Christ wants me to do, but I also long to be in his presence. Verse 23, it says, I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and to be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes, <clears throat> it is better that I continue to live. For you guys, it would be better if I can come back and share and continue to, to minister and to promote Christ. And so again, you kind of get into Paul's brain a little bit of what he's, he's thinking. He longs to be with Christ, and yet he also longs and he loves and cares for the Philippian church and others that he's been sharing the gospel with. He longs for them to know and to understand more. <clears throat> I was reminded of, um, and I think about him often, of, of Mark Cain as I, as I thought about this passion, thought about Paul. Um, as Paul is, is there in prison, not sure what his future is going to be, but I, it reminded me of Mark. Mark had retired him and Joyce, and you've, you've heard him share. Um, you know, his desire was to come back and to be a blessing and to teach. Uh, he still had some work to do in, in wrapping up the Guajibo Bible, which um, Joyce is busy about right now if you follow her on Facebook. Um, she's all about it between that and the, and the meals. Joyce, if you're watching, um, looks like you're living it up. But we know, like, we're, we're thankful for the work that they've done. And that had been Mark had committed his life to that. But he also, his desire was to be here a part of this fellowship, sharing and teaching God's word. And so there's been times when, you know, after he was diagnosed with cancer, it's like, Lord, what, you know, what were you thinking? Like, we, we could use, you know, he had a, a humble way of, of sharing and teaching God's word. Um, and like, we could use that right now. Like, he should be up here. I should be sitting down. And, and that wasn't what the Lord had. But even in that, his desire was to promote Christ. Um, and just had to think about that a little bit, like in terms of are we at that position where if I'm here on earth, I'm going to spend whatever time I have, I'm going to spend it promoting Christ. And, and in all honesty, we struggle sometimes with even in, in the thought about heaven, um, the older I get, the more people that I know that are on that side, if you will, that are in heaven, it sometimes becomes a little bit easier for me to have a positive thought of heaven. When I was younger, I didn't even really like to think about it. It sounded really boring. Um, like, I've got my whole life ahead of me. I've got my health. But as some of those things start to decline, as you start to realize we're getting older, as more and more loved ones are there, like heaven just becomes, sounds way more appealing. And that that is... I'm not at all taken away from that. But that wasn't what Paul was driven to be in heaven for. He was longing to be with Christ. And like that is a, a part of it is there will be a, you know, 
the loved ones and the being free from the pain and the suffering and, and all that's going on here is a part of why we look forward to heaven. I'm not making anyone, don't want anyone to feel guilty for that. But that should almost pale in comparison to our longing to be with Christ. Like that is what is motivating Paul. It's his love for Christ is why he wants to go and be in the presence. It wasn't that he finally had more people on that side that he longed to go be with than he did on this side. Sometimes we do that. Like as, as we lose loved ones, okay, now heavens begins to look a little more attractive. Paul longed to be with Christ. Again, I don't want to take away from, from any, like think you, feel, you should feel guilty for longing to be with the loved ones that, that you had a good relationship with. That's not at all what I'm saying, but in comparison to what and how we view Christ and our longing and our desire to be in his presence completely, unrestricted, like that is what's going to make heaven beautiful. And I'm not completely there. Like, it's a desire I have, and I think that is what is incredible about this passage. We get to look into Paul's life and say, wow, you know, this was his desire. And he said, no matter what comes, I'm going to continue boldly to proclaim Christ. I'm going to continue to make him known. If I'm given a few more days, then I'm going to be about making Christ known. If I'm, if I'm taken in death, then that's going to be a profit for me. Like, there, that is going to be better. But I, he, he is continually torn. He moves in then. In verse 25, it's almost as though he has a revelation mid-sentence mid here. Um, he says before, he knows, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do. I, like, I'm torn back and forth. He says, but, verse 25, knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. It's almost like, again, he, he believes, like, I'm going to continue on doing what it is that I'm doing. He's having this little battle in his mind as to what he wants and what would be best, and he settles on, seems like as though God's Spirit speaks to him, just says, you know, you're going to continue on. You've got work to do. It's not quite your time yet. You're going to continue to help this church grow. You're going to continue to be a light. You're going to continue to exalt my name here on earth. He wants to continue to help them grow and experience the joy of your faith. Verse 26 and when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. Again, it's not that we're going to be reunited and, and I'll be out of prison and life is going to be good and we can focus on whatever, you know, the things that sometimes we get distracted with. He wanted them to exalt Christ as a result of his release and as a result of his being able to work with them. He's convinced of that and he wants Christ to be promoted. He wants Christ to be exalted. He would continue as long as God gave him breath to live for Christ. So let me ask you the question this morning. Who are we living for? What are we living for? Is Christ being exalted in my day-to-day -day life? I was reminded of this, just the incredible example we're given here of Paul that, that my life is to be about exalting Christ. And as I begin to focus and begin to take that into account on each and every decision that I make about exalting Christ, like that is what will then allow me to have, to begin to view the perspective of death will begin to change because as I begin to live that out, that I want to promote Christ, I want to do whatever it is that Christ wants me to do here on earth, 
as I begin to, to pursue that and make that a reality in my life as I live it out, and then death takes on a whole new perspective. I don't know, you know, it sounds morbid to sit here and to be talking this much about death and be thinking about it and to be excited about death. It's, it wasn't that Paul was just so tired of his, the tribulations that he had. That he finally said, okay, I'm done. I mean, that's, that's not what Paul, like he wanted to be with Christ, but he also wanted and he longed and he desired. His desire for Christ compelled him to reach and to share and to be a light to anyone that he could, whether it was the jailers, that were in charge of him, whether it was the other prisoners, whether it was these churches that he had planted, whether it was others that had still not heard. He was driven by that. And so again, I have to ask myself the question, what am I living for? Am I settling for things that are less than Christ? It could be good things, but am I settling for pursuing and chasing after desires and dreams that are not exalting Christ? Do we fall short in that? I know that in so many ways... I do. It's so easy to get distracted and to, to make our focus on the here and now that we can't see past ourselves. Again, the battle is not necessarily always between good and evil. A lot of times it's good things that we're pursuing, and there's like in that we can exalt Christ. It's just changing our perspective to say, how in my family relationships, these relationships that you've given me, how can I exalt Christ? How can I make him known? You know, it doesn't mean you back off and say, I'm not going to focus on my family. I'm not going to focus on the ones God has given me. Like, no, it's how in these relationships can I make Christ known? In my job, doesn't mean you suddenly slack off and say, I'm not going to work. I'm just going to be about promoting. No, you are doing your best to honor Christ in your job. As you face hard situations, it doesn't mean you say, I don't, I don't care if, if how this goes because I'm just, no, we are like in that hard situation that you're facing. I'm going to exalt Christ. I'm going to make him known. And in so living that way, death begins to take on a different meaning. And it, is, it shows Christ for who he is to not only in our lives, but in those around us. So I challenge you to think about the opportunities that you'll be given this week to live for Christ. None of us know what this week holds for us. Um, none of us know exactly you know, where we'll be next week. But will we, like Paul, he says, for to me, living means living for Christ. Reminds me of, of Joshua's words. You know, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As, as for me, as I live, as God gives me breath, I'm going to make my life about promoting him and making him known to the people around us. I pray that, that we can live that out as a church for me personally. And my prayer is that that would be a challenge to you as well as we examine and look at the life of Paul. You have been listening to the Tressler Mennonite Sermon from March 13, 2022. The passage was from Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 26. Take care.